Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the darkest timeline and it really is the darkest timeline um, mostly because, well, I think we all know why. We don't need to say it, do we? Between you and me, we know why. We're going to talk about it though. We're going to talk about bad days and other people's bad days and how those bad days affect your bad days and what a bad day looks like. We've got movies, games, no TV. I've got, I must start watching some TV. If only there was something to watch. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, hay fever. That's what else. I knew there was something. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Share the podcast around, folks. It's a simple thing, but it really does mean a lot to us. And we really do appreciate it. Right, let's get this started. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the darkest timeline. Hello. How you doing? <clears throat> you well? I spent the last 10 minutes staring at a web page that won't load. Um, so I decided, I've got a fantastic idea, let's open an, a, another web page. Um, uh, the irony that I find not in the least frustrating is that the web page I was trying to open was a speed test, so I could test the speed of my internet. And uh, I think we know the answer because I couldn't even open the page for the speed test. I am assured by my internet provider that I have adequate internet. I would love to see what below adequate is in their eyes. Um... Because there are times, funnily enough, round about the point in time that I need to do something to do with a podcast, uh, there are times where I don't have internet. There are points in time where I don't have internet. To get the TV in the gym to work... Probably over seven days, it will work two of them. On the other five, I have to do a factory reset because can't connect to the internet. Do a factory reset to, to connect to the internet. I am connected. Hmm. Interesting, because you weren't five minutes ago. Anyway... Get that little grumble out of the way to start with. How are you doing? Are you well? Um, honestly, if, you, if you're well, you're doing well. Because going through one of those points in time at the moment where I just seem to be dodging germs. And what I mean by that is I'm probably, probably going to get something at some point. Because my word, there's some corkers going around at the moment. My son sounds like he smokes 60 a day 
at the moment. I'm like, dude, you you need to get that wheezy, raspy, whatever the hell that is sorted out. You sound awful. Um, so it's gonna be a bit of a weird one. It it's one of those that the list is short, which can no doubt mean it's gonna be a long podcast. Um, couple of issues. I'm holding up two fingers right now. Couple of issues. One is I've written a film down that I haven't finished watching. Can't talk about it. Um, still no TV because the only TV I've watched in the last uh, week is um, something I've already seen. I'm doing a rewatch. Lands uh, watching it for the first time, so can't talk about that. Um, what was the other thing? My memory's terrible at the moment. Um, there was something else I was going to mention. That was it. It's Bank Holiday Monday. Um, so everything's just a little bit off kilter. Feels like Sunday. It's not. Um, the, then on top of that, there's been a load of stuff that's made today feel like a Sunday. It's not getting to this evening and going, oh, it's actually Monday and I need to record a podcast. Um, just everything's just ever so slightly off kilter. So, um, yeah. Anyway, let's just get stuck in. Um, I had a I had a bad parenting day. Um, the other day, not gonna lie about it. Just gonna, just gonna. It is what it is. It's one of those. Every parent will tell you that they have a bad day every now and then. Um, I will tell you I have a bad day every now and then. Probably more than that. Um, gotta get comfy. Gonna have a little drinky drink. Here we go. Mm. Alcohol free Guinness. Yes, please. So. Mm. Oh, it's delicious. Um, Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Um, I keep doing the, I keep doing these things. Uh, which... The day before and at the time and all this, it always seems like a good idea. I'll get on the treadmill this evening. That way I'm, you know, ahead for the day. Um, I'll get up early. I'll get out and get after it. Oh, I'll do an hour on the treadmill at midnight and expect to be fresh as a daisy by getting to sleep at like two o'clock in the morning. Things like that. They all seem like a great idea at the time because you plan ahead. I need to get on the treadmill for an hour because I can't get up and run in the morning because I have to replace my run with a dog walk because everything needs to be done and ready and sorted by quarter to nine. So it makes sense. 
Now, if I'm honest, at this point in time, what is nearly a week ago, I can't remember what my genius idea was. I think it was something silly like, I'll just get on the treadmill and do half an hour and then go to bed. Problem with that is, it's not half an hour. Because by the time you've got on, you've got sorted and away you go. Um, you know, it's more like 10 past 12. You're going to do half an hour, but then you've got to get sorted to go to bed. By the time you start to go to bed, it's one o'clock. You get into bed, you've got adrenaline running through your system, and you just you can't you can't sleep. But I think uh... now then was it that night when I got into bed and I didn't feel very well. Short version is doesn't actually matter. For some reason, I got out of bed and it was just a bad start to the day. And when I have a bad start to the day, the day is just downhill from there. It's always going to get worse. It's always going to be worse. It's always going to feel worse. Everything about it is going to be worse from the start. And the start was bad. So, there we go. Setting the scene. Um... It was a day where I felt like both of my children could sense that I was tired and it wasn't a good day. So they were both independently um, an absolute nightmare. Um, so there was things like... Um, I gave my, my son one of those like pouch type things. Um, there's like there's that part of me that, that thinks like oh you know you shouldn't be having this sort of stuff, but then you look at it and it's just like it's just pureed fruit. It's all it is sort of thing. So it's like well you know. Um, so I gave it. Uh, I didn't give it to him. I put the thing in his mouth, um, and he sucked the liquid <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, and then decided to pull his face away. So, anything like that, once you apply suction to it, it it's go time. So, it just sprayed juice all down the front of his top. And I went, well, that's great, because we're trying to go out right now. And you've got, like, pure pureed fruit all down your front. So that that's great. Because that's going to involve a clean-up, a change. And we're, try, we're, we're literally trying to go out the door. Um, so it was a bad day that got worse throughout. There was... Um, I'm trying to do a lot better with my anger. I'm trying to do a lot better with my swearing. I'm trying to not demonstrate either of those things in front of the children. But what that results in is me standing in the kitchen, clenching both fists and like really pulling them in tight and and doing the clenchy voice thing and going, you flipping mother flipping flippity flip flip flop. It sounds... I'm making a concerted effort to be to do better with my language. I'm making a concerted effort to do better with my um, anger. 
but I sound like an idiot. But that's that's surely okay. It should be okay because it's for the right reasons. Um. So when you're tired, when you're angry when you're having a bad day and your children decide to get on the wrong side of you but you're still trying to you know go out and do nice things and do parenting things and oh let's go here and do this and let's try and enjoy the day and let's not kill each other and and so on and so forth and there was you know there were points that were there were points that were nice and there I think I think we've gone to like the gone to the air museum because I've got this ticket, which gets us in for a year. So we went to the air museum and they wanted to play in the park. But by the time we got to the park, it was basically time to go home. And they were um, the younger two were both sat in like this tunnel and they were just giggling and laughing and and proper like proper laughing and giggling. And I was like, oh, you know. That makes it all okay. Um, but but there are, you know, for me, there has been a little bit of woe is me recently. And like, why do I have these days? Why do I have so many of these days? Is it just purely that I'm just doing this, the stupid thing of, oh, I'll get on the treadmill and oh, I'll stay up an hour later than I'm supposed to and try and get some stuff done. So I'm, I'm ahead tomorrow. But ultimately, I'm putting myself behind. And I have made a decision more recently. My decision has been to basically say, if it's a choice between getting on the treadmill at midnight and being miserable the next day and not having you know a good time with my children, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's my decision. I will have to make it work other ways. And recently, I've found a little sort of pattern where... If I can get out and do something in the morning, then that's great. And then when my son has his nap, I can do some treadmill then. And when he has another nap, um, I'd made a decision that when he was having his other nap, rather than working out, I was going to spend some time with my daughter, um, my youngest daughter. But I seem to think that she'd done something... She's having these issues with listening recently. Um, so I think there was like a situation. Um, and then you get to the evening and it's like, oh, today was, you know, not the best day. And, you know, you, you second guess everything. I've, I've said before and I often say this. I think what makes a good parent is if you second guess absolutely every single thing that you do. Or that goes some way to being a good parent, maybe. Um, So, that was that. That was Wednesday. And you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh, but was it really worth it? You know, we had a nice time, but it was the wrong time. And, you know, how could that be, be, be improved for next time? And, you know, my youngest daughter's like, 
oh, I really enjoyed going there today and you know, I really hope we can go again and there is a thing I think it's lurking in the back of my head and it's sort of creeping in in various different ways but the realisation that there's not going to be many more days like that because of the age she's at and where she's going in September and there's, I had a conversation with another parent today where I was saying like you know this isn't my first rodeo. I have four children. Two of them have already passed um, this age, and they've been through, um, you know, they've been through going to school. So it's not, it's not like when my eldest went. Um, but it, it, you know, it weirdly it feels different, and it's just like, ah. Uh, um, and maybe there's a part of me that's subconsciously trying to deal with that, and I don't know. Anyway, this was all a ruse. Of sorts. Because I was actually trying to get to something else that I was going to talk about. So as I say, that was Wednesday. Okay? So Wednesday, bad day. Thursday comes round. I go into the office, I get set up, you know, the usual, plug the laptop in, get the coffee cup out, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I'm working, and then a guy who um, sits next to me on a Thursday, um, he came into the office and he got sat down, set up, plugged in, all that. And almost immediately... He was like effing and jeffing and, you know, oh, why do we have to do this? And, you know, checking bits of work and was like, oh, I'll get to that when I'm ready. And um, being very vocal and very whatever. And everything he seemed to touch was just somebody complaining about something or something, somebody wanting something from him or somebody demanding something from him. And it was just, it seemed fairly non-stop. And he was just like, F this, F that, F the other. You can go away. You can sort off. I don't, I, I don't want any of this. I don't want to deal with any of this. I, I should, I should just go home. I should go back to bed. I, all of this. We're getting to the afternoon. Um, and somebody comes over having a conversation. And the guy I was sitting next to was effing and jeffing and all of this. Um, and the, the other person was like, hey, you know, what's going on with you? What's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, this guy's having a bad day. And he's being very vocal about having a bad day. Um, and that was that. A few minutes later, he turned to me. And he was like, Oh, was I being really loud um, about having a bad day? Like, was I being really loud about the way I was going about things? And I was like, if I'm honest, mate, no, you were just, you were just, you know, vocalising what was going on. Um, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, if I'm honest, this is no help to you the way you are right now. But if I'm honest, it's actually quite comforting to me. 
um, that you're clearly having a bad day. I was like, that's not, it's not fair on you, it's no use to you, it's no whatever. But, um, as I, I, I was saying, I was like, I have bad days all the time. I have days that are just absolute shit shows. I have days where all I can think is, man, I should have just gone back to bed this morning. There are so many days where just everything goes wrong in spades. And it's just the worst day from the moment you step out of bed to the moment you go back to bed. And it's nice to know it's not just me. And he was a bit like, um, that, thanks, that's okay, I guess. And I was like, obviously, you are clearly having a bad day. Obviously, you are clearly struggling with what, whatever you've got on today. And I do feel for you because I understand what that's like. But as I, I had a, I had a terrible day yesterday and it, it's, you know, it's made very difficult with having that addition of, you know, the children aspect. But it's kind of comforting to know it's not just me. Um, so that was kind of like two days, and I know, I know for some people, some people will look at that as an opportunity to be like, oh, you know, this guy sitting next to me is having a bad day, but he sounds silly, he sounds ridiculous, and he's and he's effing and jeffing, and I can't imagine it actually really matters. And that's one way to look at it. But I, I had none of that. I knew that was a possibility. I knew that was an option, but there was nothing there for, them, for me. All I took for it was comfort <laughs> to be able to say, it's nice, it's not just me. <laughs> and like I say, I know everybody has a bad day, you know, here and there, but it just seems to be so often, so frequent. But now I'm starting to think it's self-inflicted. I think I'm doing it to myself and then moaning about it. Which sounds like something I would do, to be fair. Um, I'm going to tell you uh, the saga of the hay fever spray. The hay fever spray saga. Um, it, already, it already sounds riveting. I'm aware of that, but bear with me. Oh, Jesus, honestly. Ugh. Tell you something, that Guinness is good. Right. Um, I'm a hay fever sufferer. What I mean by that is, um, if I don't take some form of medication for hay fever, it's a different world. It's a different experience. It's different in every way, shape, or form. And I don't mean, oh, I have a little sniffle. Oh, oh, chew. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I need to blow my nose. Oh, no. I mean, crippling hay fever. If you know anybody that's got hay fever, if you yourself experience hay fever, imagine all of those symptoms dialed up to about 9,000. Like if I wasn't on medication right now, and by medication I do mean over-the-counter medication, I'm not, you know, I don't get anything prescribed. Um... I wouldn't be able to talk because I'd be sneezing. I wouldn't be able to talk because I'd be rubbing my eyes. I wouldn't be able to talk because I, I'd have that. Um, I've, previous podcasts I've done, I've had a bit of a raspy voice. That is from the medication mixing with my asthma inhaler. 
and give me like a really messed up voice. Um, without some form of medication, um, I am just an absolute mess. Non-functioning mess. So, thankfully, medication exists. And over the many, 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 many years, I think at this point in time, I think that they decided I had hay fever when I was six, seven years old. Um, so, what, 36 years ago? Um, and there have been a variety of different things that I've taken for it. A personal favourite of mine was when I was taking a homeopathic remedy for hay fever, which worked about as well as you'd expect. Uh, basically, they were just sugar pills. Uh, at one point in time, I was taking grass pills, which weirdly did work. You got like a massive tub of the things. And you can just take as many as you wanted. Like if you had hay fever symptoms, you just took like four grass pills and you're fine. Um, then basically I switched to one-a-day tablets. Whoever's brand it was, whether it was um, a well-known high street chemist's brand, whether it was the local supermarket's brand, whoever would give it to me at the cheapest possible price, because, as I found out years in, you need to start taking it in March, there's no grass, there's no no tree, there's no flower, none of the pollen is in, that, in effect, but you need to build up your, uh, it's not tolerance, it's like, supply so that when all the pollen kicks off you are already protected so i learned this honestly in the last couple of years i think i'd seen something or i heard something or somebody said like you do know you're supposed to start taking it before the season i'm like what um anybody anybody that can that has listened or can remember and or and, you know wants to go back to roundabout June, July time, last year, feel free to dig into the podcast because there was a point in time where I wasn't taking the correct dosage of the medication I was using and I was in an absolute state going, oh, then, why's the medication not working? And then it was, oh, because you're not taking, you're taking 50% of the amount you're supposed to. Anyway, so I used to take the tablets religiously. Then I started having... Um, really bad stomach issues. And obviously with like certain tablets, you can have issues stomach-wise, certain tablets that you're not advised to take longer than X amount of time because you can have stomach problems. Um, I, uh, this is turning into a full-blown medical history. I suffer from IBS and I think over time it turned out that having taken hay fever tablets for probably 25 years, I think over the series of back-to-back -back summers of having horrific IBS issues, I think it, I ended up landing on it's possibly slash probably the hay fever tablet. So I went to said high street uh, chemist and said, right, got a, got a riddle for you, got a conundrum for you. I am 
horrifically um hey i am a horrific hay fever sufferer i am also asthmatic please can you give me an alternative to the tablets and the chemist was like have you thought of a nasal spray um so this was a few years ago uh, i started taking a nasal spray um and find great groovy high street chemists own brand it was cheap they were always on offer you get as many as you want for as, as little as you like boom job done uh, personal favorite was when somebody was like oh i can i can i can grab you uh a nasal spray um because i'm going into town i was like cool cheers and they came back with um so the one i have is a liquid they came back with a powdered one um and i was like this isn't the right one and they're like oh uh i thought it was i was like no it's not the right one i was like eh, it all does the same so i started taking the powdered one and then after a few weeks a couple of weeks wondered why i would basically reached a point where i was coughing up blood and was like oh yeah i'm asthmatic spraying powder into my lungs it's probably not the best idea so you know got a liquid one everything's been fine so like i say there is an issue around the liquid ones affecting my inhaler and giving me a weird voice um but touch wood um things seem okay at the moment so one of the big things is like any sort of medication whether it's a repeat prescription or anything like that if you have to take it you need to make sure you've got a good supply so there have been points in time it's like oh well if i buy four can get it cheaper all of this sort of stuff um anyway the last time um i ordered two from a well-known shopping website let's say and it was like hey these are four pound a pop how many do you want i was like eh, give me two utah give me two two um so i ordered two to turn up in reasonable time i use one i had i had one in play two new ones so one runs out you move on to the next one by the time you get to the the last one that's the point in time you have to think about getting some more now they last if it's like two blasts on them two blasts each nostril in the morning two blasts each nostril in an evening they're small they're not gonna last forever but you're gonna get x amount of time out of them so you know when you've probably used half about time to get a new one so i hit the halfway point i was like right so i went to said online website shopping place i then went into my previous orders quick and easy yes here we go this is the guy i want pressed on it and it said um okay we've got i've got two options for you Option number one is you can order them through us from a supermarket. And you can have them 
for £4 each. And I said, perfect, there we go, job done. They were like, yep, yep, uh, as long as you order 55 quid's worth of other stuff, you can have it for uh, free delivery. What? I don't want to order £55 worth of other stuff. Okay, this is silly. I, I've ordered them from you before. I've not had to do it this way before. So why don't you just give me them from you? Yep, absolutely. We can definitely do that. There's no problem whatsoever. Uh, you paid £4 last time, so we're going to charge you £6.25. Mm, sorry, what? Because that's, that's double... That's 50% more and then some, so... What? Also, for modern 2, you want over £12. That's, that's insane. All you're doing here is you're trying to force me down a particular route. But I don't want to spend another £55 and I don't want to pay for delivery because never have to before. Oh, well, I'm really sorry. Those are your only options. Can't be the only option. Let me go to a different page for the same product. Um, no, no, that's the same. No, that's also the same. No, that's the same. Wonderful. So then began the hunt for the hay fever spray. Funnily enough, every single retailer who has previously sold that particular hay fever spray suddenly decided, we're in the middle of the hay fever season, aren't we? Well, yes, yes we are. Time to hike the price on those bad boys. Everywhere, 650, 620, 625, 12 quid. I've never seen price gouging like it. I'm like, what exactly is happening here? So, cunning, cunning me... I then said, well, hang on a minute. If I go to the supermarket, the first one, the first supermarket's website, how much is it through them? Because you can't tell me that just because I'm ordering through a online shopping website that they're doing some kind of discount. Maybe that supermarket has them for that price. And lo and behold, yes, they did. Well, there we go. I just so happened to be going to that supermarket in the next day or so. Job done. So, I uh, didn't manage to get there yesterday. The The spray is starting to run out at this point. I'm like, uh-oh, we're in for a bad time. Took myself off to... Uh, to do an activity today which I'm going to, I realise I'm going to cover in a moment um, but anyway I ended up going to the supermarket went into the supermarket the supermarket was a little less organised than I would have liked up and down up and down up and down finally found the medication then once you're in the medication section it was like some kind of jumble sale I'm like just point me to the medication I need My I had my eldest with me she was like well there's a sign there go to the sign so i went to the sign and i was like yes this is clearly the hay fever medication with the uh, protein powders 
managed to narrow down where the hay fever spray should have been. Obviously, no sign of it. I'm like, cool, this is this is wonderful. At this point in time, I'm like, yeah, that hay fever spray I've got at home is not going to last. It's not going to get me through another day. It is basically empty. I'm just going to have a quick check on said online shopping website. Just a real quick check, just to see the deal. And they said, hey, would you like these hay fever sprays that you've been looking for? For four pounds each. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Why have you just wasted four days of my time to then come full circle? What exactly did we achieve here? So obviously, I placed the order, and they're like, oh, they'll be with you tomorrow. Like, but it was such a waste of time. Why? Why does everything have to be so difficult? Here's a fun one. In fact, I might even have to check my notes last week, so I'm not sure. Did I was I talking about how I've probably handed over? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. So last week I was talking about how I suspected I may have been, I may have been scammed, and it may have, in some way, partially, not directly at all, been my own fault. So, um, at the time filling in all these, all the, all the details and stuff, I was like, these are the sort of questions they're going to ask if they're going to then sell my data. I was like, fingers crossed, that's not the case. Well, you know what Hope did? Um, I, I can I can happily report to you, lovely podcast listeners, that I have absolutely given my data away for free. Um, and the number of uh, illegitimate text messages, illegitimate emails, emails from companies who are like, hey, we'll help you promote your podcast as long as you give me the uh, payment for this service in dollars. Um, so, you know, not from this country. Um, it's it's coming thick and fast at this point. Um, do I want some dodgy medical insurance from America? Um, and I'm just like, every time something comes through on my phone, I feel like I should hit myself in the face with the phone for being such a complete and utter muppet. Honestly, the thing that gets me, the thing that gets me is how brazen it is. How a company can come to you and say, hey, we want to steal your data and sell it to the highest bidder. Are you cool with that? And you say, yeah, sure. My favourite one was, um, Lan had a phone call from the doctors. 
about um now was it that no it wasn't the doctors she had a phone call i was gonna say from the doctors about my son but it wasn't it was a phone call from the opticians about my youngest daughter so they phoned and then they did the oh we're just ringing to make sure you're still coming yeah that's the service you offer we're just ringing to to see if you're still coming but obviously while we've got you on the phone we'll just uh collect a load of data from you shall we and uh yep definitely not going to do anything with that data. i mean we we will say sell that data along with a lot of other people's data to you know companies who will then later try and defraud you but apparently that's okay these days yeah cool 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 <sighs> i'm an idiot is the shortest version clip that out play it play it back to me at some point you're an idiot um so couple of a couple of things uh we had the opportunity to go to the maze the maze maze which we did went to the maze maze yesterday um it's very it's a very strange situation not the maze maze as such um there's a reason we've never been before and it's because it is so wildly expensive that we've never been able to justify it and as the years have gone on it's been very much one of those things that they just keep adding stuff and adding stuff and adding stuff. And long, you know, long gone are the years where it was just a big, a big maze made out of maze. It's maze, maze. Um, and like each year you'll see something like, oh, this year we've added this and this year we've added this. And I'm sure it does uh, amazing. See what I did there? Like that one? I'm sure it does amazing business. Um, which I'm sure also allows for some fantastic opportunities to build more. And that's that. Um, as it is, we had tickets bought for us. So we picked a day when we were all going to be here and we went to the Maze Maze. Um, and we drove for quite some time to park because, you know, it's busy. We got out and we headed into the Maze Maze. And there was a big play area and immediately all the children scattered to the play area and i was like hang on a minute this entire place is one giant play area we don't need to be just going in the park we can come back to the park let's go and have a have an explore have a look around um irony here is we went in the maze got 10 minutes in and went yeah i think we're kind of done with this so what's the fastest way out of here i looked at one map and was like uh we need to go that way and then basically exit let's get out um which is what we did that landed us in this area um for how expensive it is to get in i often think when you then ask people for more money um hey buy a coffee is one thing but hey pay for this attraction is something completely different and there was a couple of those things which i was like that's not on that's not okay because it's it's insanely expensive i can't stress this enough 
Um, so to then be like, oh, now we want more money from you. Because let's face it, we're going to absolutely rake you over the coals for anything you buy while you're here. You know, coffees are cheap. That was um, that was sarcasm, by the way. Um, so we popped out into this area where there was stuff. I was like, hey, let's go and look at this. And then we got close and I was like, oh, they want money from us. The cheek of it. Uh, then there was this thing about this ride, uh, one of those that you go on the back of a, uh, you get on a trailer that's attached to a tractor and you go around a thing. We couldn't we couldn't see what it was, so we were a bit like, well, you know, it's a ride, so we'll do that. We had a feeling there might have been a water element involved, uh, or, you know, we, we might get wet sort of thing. Um, so we were a bit like, eh, there's... A, a queuing there's a lot of queuing going on so i think what we'll do is come back which that was that um there was uh a dinosaur there was a dinosaur maze there was another maze excuse me um i like these smaller mazes we went to look at the dinosaurs everyone had some lunch um there was a mini golf there was a climbing wall i'd like to give the mini golf a try but it was very busy. Um, the children spent quite a bit of time on the climbing wall, which was cool. Um, so they were like, oh, we want to go on the ride. I was like, I know, but there was a queuing situation. I don't know how long the ride is. I don't know how long you're going to have to queue for. When we keep going up, there is a queue. So let's just do some stuff. So, uh, there was some big slides. They all went on the big slides. There was a bouncy thing. I don't know what they call it. It's like it's like if you put a bouncy castle under the... Like you buried it. So you partially buried it. So it's just a giant... Oh, a pillow. Inflatable pillow. Anyway. Um, there was some stuff that we didn't get to look at and didn't get to go on, which I think would have been kind of cool this is obviously a time issue um so they went on the bouncy thing there was something else uh they wanted to go on this uh like a, it's like a volcano and you climb up the side of the volcano and then there's a slide they wanted to go on that got on that but then it got closed because it was raining um there was something else I can't think. Anyway, so at this point, I'm a little bit in the camp of I'm not sure this is worth the money. There's a lot of stuff, and I mean a lot. There is a lot of stuff. But although there's a lot of stuff, no individual piece feels worth it, if that makes any kind of sense. It feels like, hey, we've got these big slides. It's like, okay, you've got some big slides. That's cool. That's great. Does it justify the fee? No. Hey, we've got this bouncy thing. Okay, cool. Well, we went to a farm at one point, and they had one of those. The farm was cheaper to get into and in some ways more enjoyable. Is it worth the fee? No. Oh, we've got this uh, volcano climbing slide thing okay but anytime it rains you close it they didn't even get 
that far into the process of climbing up it before you closed it because of the rain? Was that worth the fee? Individually, on its own, no. If you put those few things together, was it worth the fee? No. You go around, you know, you're going on uh, the climbing wall. They went on the climbing wall a lot. But, something I'll come to in a minute, you know. So, they had loads of stuff. But if you looked at each of the things individually, are they worth the fee? No. And obviously, you can't take them individually. But let me put it like this. If you've ever been to a theme park and you've got on a roller coaster... And you rode that roller coaster and it had the ups and the downs and the twists and the turns. And you laughed and you cried and you screamed and you did all of that. And then somebody said to you, that's the only thing you can go on today. The whole time here is the only thing you can go on. Then they ask you if it's worth it. There's a chance you'd be like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Individually, nothing was worth it. And when you put all of the things together, was it then worth it? Mm. So, out of the blue, my eldest says, we want to go on the ride. And I was like, oh, yes, right, we do. I was like, look, sod it, let's go. We'll go down there, we'll queue, we'll do it. Um... Also, might be worth noting, this was the point, the second or third time of the day that it decided to rain. Um, luckily, we had our raincoats with us that were in the car. I didn't mention that at all, all day. Uh, no, that's right, I mentioned it about 50 times. Um, so, now then, I've got to own up here. I didn't realise the situation. The situation is that you just... There is a queue, and there is a queuing system, and you go through, and you go in, and you queue here, and you queue there, and you... But it's constant. There must be two tractors running. So, basically, as one's pulling out, two minutes later, the next one's pulling in. I was like, damn it, if I'd have known that, I'd have just said for us to queue earlier. And that's that's on me. Uh, I thought you were queuing for like 20 minutes because they kept banging on about it being a 20-minute ride. Uh, turned out, because Leanne and my son didn't go on it, turned out it was more like an hour. But anyway. So eventually we queue, and they put us into the, the, the rows to get on the trailer, and then the tr one track goes, and then the next one comes, and we got on the trailer. And I'm like, man, we should have done this sooner. So we're on and we're off. And it's nothing but bad jokes. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be painful. It's going to be a chore. So off we go. And then there's all these things like these these crows pop up and they've got water guns and they spray you. And then there's like, there's points where there's fire. And then there's points where you pull up and a guy comes out and he does a bit of a thing. But... <laughs> <coughs> They were telling all these bad jokes. And for some reason, and I don't know if it's the dad in me, but for some reason I started really enjoying the bad jokes. I'm like, what is happening here? And I started laughing and I started smiling and I started enjoying it more. And then we went round the corner and the guy who'd been doing 
the the thing on one side that was then the same guy on the other side and and he made a joke about that which i found very funny and i'm like why am i finding this so funny and some of the special effects were bad but good like bad but they were low budget so they were quite good at the same time and i'm like what why am i why am i enjoying this so much and then we went off and towards the end there was like a a bit of a show and the guy that was doing the show was very good and he was doing all the stuff and even more bad joke it was just joke after joke after joke and i was just by this point i was just beaming with a smile and then we came around and we got off and i was like i'll tell you guys something i really enjoyed that and i'm like ultimately it was it all worth the the fee you're looking for that one thing and unfortunately for me that one thing that ride was worth it i was like that that was a highlight of my day i really enjoyed it um I was to a couple of people, um, and those people have, have basically gone the other way. They were like, it is so insanely expensive, and it is not worth it. And I'm like, eh. I didn't pay for it. So it was probably worth it to me that bit more, because I didn't pay for it. If I had have, I'd have, I'd have been saying it very differently. I'd have been like, it absolutely wasn't worth it. Now then, did all the children enjoy it? Did all the children have a good time? Did the children mind getting wet, even on the ride or in the rain or whatever? I think the answer is no. They didn't mind getting wet because I think they genuinely enjoyed it. I think they had a genuinely good time. And ultimately, that's all that really counts. They got to go in the park for five minutes at the end. Even that will have been worth it for them. So a good day was had by all. Um, final thing for the week is from today. And from today, there's been an explosion in our house. And that explosion is the explosion of climbing. Um, other than... My son, who's just too small for it, everybody's into climbing at the moment. Um, and I mean everybody. My eldest, um, it's very much started with her. Um, I mentioned in passing to Leanne, I was like, when are you going to get climbing? Thinking she'd be like, oh, it's not for me. And she was like, oh, you know, something I've been wondering about myself. And I thought, I think I might give it a go. And she's gone and she's really enjoyed it, really got something out of it. It seems to have lit a spark for her and then next thing i've started going a little bit more and then my middle daughter who had had a bad experience with climbing and never wanted to go again when we're at the maze yesterday she jumped on the climbing wall and shot across it like some kind of mountain goat did that three times next thing i'm like hey do you want to go climbing tomorrow because we're all going to go climbing she's like absolutely my youngest daughter's been chomping at the bit to go climbing because everyone else is doing it and she wants to do it. So she's like, I'm going climbing as well. So that brought us to today. It's Bank Holiday Monday. What can you do on a Bank Holiday Monday? Get yourself down climbing. So I sent Leanne and my eldest 
off to go climbing at nine o'clock this morning. I was like, we'll hang here. Um, my son can have a sleep and then we'll come and join you. Um, today's climbing, um, I described very much like how it was when I used to play golf. Um, you go out and you play golf and you have the best round of golf you've ever had in your entire life. And you're like, I am on top of the world. I am the greatest. And then a couple of days later, you're like, hey, I'm off for a round of golf. Because I had an amazing round of golf the other day. And I'm definitely going to have an amazing round of golf today. And out you go and you get out on the course. And you have nothing short of the worst round of golf anybody's ever played in the history of golf. And you literally want to end not only your own existence, but everyone else's. I'm never playing this game again. Everyone and everything can drop off the earth. And that's that. A couple of days later, someone's like, hey, do you want a round of golf? And you're like, sure, why not? And you go out and you have a great round of golf. And you really learn something from it. And you're like, man, I completely underestimated this whole thing. It's a learning curve. And I've got to learn. Each time I get out there, I've got to learn. And I learned something today. And it's definitely, there's definitely room for improvement. And I'm just going to keep trying. And then you go out the next time and it's the worst round of golf. You get the picture. Every time you go, it's either the best round you've ever played or the worst round you've ever played. I'm finding climbing is exactly like that. Literally, every other time I go, it's the best or worst time I've ever been. Today was on the downswing. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get anything working. I couldn't get anything going. I fell off a wall, had to catch myself, slipped off a, a foot thing and, and proper like hanging off the wall going, I'm going to die. And I was like, I'm four foot off the floor. I'll probably be fine, but I don't want to have to fall that far. So I had to adjust and sort that out. Um, there's these two particular climbing routes that I've been battling with that I just can't do. Is a simple answer. Um, there were like these areas that I wanted to try because they're new, but they're obviously they're new, so they're super busy. It wasn't busy when we got there, but it just got busier and busier and busier and busier as the day went on. And I don't, you know, when when Ed's like come down at half six in the morning, and I'm like, absolutely, because I know there's going to be about three people there, and I'd have to deal with it. Hey, come down on a Saturday or a bank holiday Monday. There's a lot of people there, and I'm like, I feel exposed on display. Um, absolute worst climbing experience I've had. Um, and I'm due to go again on Wednesday. So we'll see what that situation looks like. But I, I will say this. I think the new motto in our house is a family that climbs together stays together like that I came up with that the other day um so got a little bit of a problem here because like i say i wanted to talk about a film i haven't finished it i've watched two-thirds of it thought i might get the other third watch this evening didn't 
So there we go. Uh, the other film in question is a film very dear to my heart is this film. Um, so I've been watching the Transformers movies. They put all the Transformers movies onto Prime to generate people wanting to watch the latest one. Uh, for me, I was like, hey, I've got five films I can stick on while I'm on the treadmill. It's going to last me a month. Um, which weirdly was the case. It did seem like it took me forever to get through them. Um, I even watched all the way up to Bumblebee. Some of them a lot better than I remembered. Some of them a lot worse than I remembered. In the process of getting Bumblebee finished up, I'd seen a, a trilogy go on to Prime, and I was like, oh, man. Uh, so the Hangover trilogy had been put on Prime. Um, the Hangover, the first one, is a film that's very, very dear to my heart. Um, two and three, not so much, but we'll get to that. So... Uh, there's a point in the hangover where it shows the date and it's 2009 and I'm like I have to presume that this film came out 2009-2010 sort of area now I know this for a fact but I'm going to tell you using my terrible internet oh my terrible internet that's decided to actually work oh Oh, he spoke too soon. Silly man. Right, here we go. What am I doing? Oh. The. Hangover. 2009. We can watch the trailer if you like. Obviously we won't. 2009. Makes a lot of sense. Now, um, 2009. Hangover. Saw a trailer. I wanted to see it. It looked great. I watched it. It was great. Um, at that point in my life, something I really, really wanted to do was to go to Las Vegas. The Hangover is set in Las Vegas. I watched the film. And I was like, oh my God, I need to go to Las Vegas. I've wanted to do it for years. I need to do it now. Come 2010... So the film's been out a while. I've seen it a few times. Come 2010, I'm like, it's my 30th birthday. Um, you know, didn't didn't really put the two together. I think we we did a, an outdoor cinema, and one of the films we put on was The Hangover and all this. Didn't really put too much into it because ultimately, it's not like I'm pulling Las Vegas kind of money. Out of my ass. Right up until my mother was like, What do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to go to Vegas, but I can't because I can't afford it. She was like, Sure about that. I'm like, Yeah, pretty sure. Why? It's like, Well, you're thinking it's going to cost this much money, but you can probably find a cheap way of doing it if you look at this hotel and look at that. So, even at that point in time, started looking it up, and it was like, oh, wow, it's a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. And then that kind of, it kind of brought it into a kind of manageable kind of way. There was a lot of, you know, people going, hey, it's your 30th, here's a big chunk of money, 
to go to Las Vegas, there was a lot of that involved. So I'm not... Um, and it wasn't just like one or two. It was like a good few people going, hey, you know, here's some money to help you go to Las Vegas. And it went from being a complete, like, there was absolutely no chance of me ever going to almost being in a position to do it and then looking at things and it being cheaper and then next thing it's like well I'm I'm off to I'm off to Vegas um in part due to the hangover the hangover was the thing that tipped me over the edge the thing that made me say the thing that made me go to go from I'd really like to go to Las Vegas to I need to go to Las Vegas so that film is very is very dear to me. It was it was my favourite film at the time. I was like, you know, I watched it a lot. I went to Las Vegas. Okay, back from Las Vegas. I saw The Hangover again. I saw the second one when it came out. I saw it a couple of times. I saw the third one when the third one came out. I think I've seen that film once. And that was that. And basically, from watching the third one once, so let's find out when that was really quickly. Uh, is there a way to just get into... No, of course. Oh, no. Yeah, there we go. More like this. Uh, 2013. So they did three... Three films in four years. That's pretty good going. I mean, they were they were huge. They were juggernauts. So, so in the space of four years, I went from this film being my favourite film, and I watched it all the time, to never seeing it again. That is now ten years ago. So I was like, hey, um, I haven't seen The Hangover in what it turns out is ten years. Now is absolutely the time to watch it. So, I finished watching the Transformers movies and I put the hangover in. Uh, I'm not going to go through too too much other than this really long-winded story about me watching the hangover. What I will say is this. Ten years down the line, laugh out loud. Funny. <laughs> I'm on the treadmill, I'm running, and I am laughing out loud at certain points which is partial nostalgia and partial because it is just just funny it's just a good film there's a few bits where you're like yeah i'm not sure if that still still tracks now it's a bit, a bit of a stretch of the imagination um in the second one because i've started watching the second one there's points in it where it's like that is purely there to push the story on that is, there's a there's a giant crowbar hanging off the end of that bit. Um, however, the first one is just, oh, obviously one of my one of my other favourite films is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and there is so much it reeks of Fear and Loathing. It's almost like a spiritual successor to to Fear and Loathing. The, the point where they wake up in the hotel room is just pure fear and loathing. Um, 
It was a very nostalgic ride, a very enjoyable time. I've just realised that there's some there is there was something that wasn't in it, which I'm not sure is a deleted scene that I may have seen far too many times to then presume it's actually in the film. Or whether it was a slightly different version. That's interesting. Um, so yes, big, big nostalgic love for uh, The Hangover. Uh, I haven't finished the second one. Can't really talk about Um Computer games-wise, I have been well and truly stuck in the world of Skyrim. Uh, something happened recently, which I feel, feel a bit mm, about. Um, inadvertently started playing the DLC. So when I bought the digital version of Skyrim, I think I went through the problems I had with it because I own it on the Xbox and I couldn't get it to install. So it was like... £12 on the PlayStation Store in the sale, so I just bought it on the PlayStation Store and got it that way. But the version I bought came with uh, the DLCs. Um, inadvertently started playing one of the DLCs, which I didn't know. I knew there was some element of, I don't remember playing this originally. However, it wasn't until I googled a choice Um that it revealed that the missions I was doing was the DLC. Seamless, yes. But I don't know if anyone else feels like this. I want to play the main game first. And then the DLCs. Which I felt this kind of didn't give me the option to do that. Um, however, like with any mission in the game. You can just walk away from the missions you're doing. Which um, inadvertently is what I've ended up doing. Because... One of the missions was like, hey, collect all of these things. And I went, two of those items I can get easily. The other six items, I've absolutely no idea where to start. So I'm just hoping that I'll, I'll pick them up as I go along. Uh, that was a couple of days ago. And, weirdly, I have... Right up to when I went to when I turned it off and went to bed last night, I have picked up all of those items just by playing the game. So I was like, "Cool, um, it's so good. I'm still enjoying it." There's been the odd um, dungeon that I've got into, and after a while, I'm like, "Man, this is long, and it's grating on me. It's not flowing quite the way I want it to, and it's just, it's just a chore." Which, when you're playing what is no doubt going to be well over a hundred hour game, you don't want to be feeling like it's a chore at 38 hours in. Um, so, what I will say to that is we'll, go, we'll just have to see how it goes going forward. That, ladies and gents, is the podcast for this week. Um... Sorry if it's a bit rambly. Sorry if it's a bit been a bit all over the shop. Like I say, things felt a little bit off kilter with the bank holiday, uh, but hopefully it was enjoyable. And uh, yeah, join me for the next one. So there we go. What do you think to that? Bit bit long winded, maybe was it? I don't know. Started out weird. I felt it started to flow more towards the back end. Am I wrong? I've no idea. Clearly, I've no idea. 
anyway, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening, watching, being here, being a part of it. Uh, if I can ask you to do a couple of things before you go, click the like button, click the share button, share it around, let people know. Subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a review. Check out the website. There's always one I forget. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. There, you can get in touch with us through either social media or the email button. Click the email button, it opens an email. Job's done. Um, think that's it. And that's it for this podcast. So, until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cookie Cast.